What up, what up, what up, y'all? You tapped in to the full disclosure show. Derek Lamont wins the first. Bobby Rich Green, Dick Dashley, and Lisa Lisa, the little lady in the house. What's up, what's up? What's up, y'all, what's up? Still Capricorn season. I want to say happy birthday to my second mama, Patricia Morgan. Happy birthday, mom. Very beautiful what y'all put together for. I want to say happy birthday to my cousin, Otis. What's up, Oh, Easy, oh, happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, even your birthday coming up, and all the other birthdays. We have a lot of, a lot of Capricorn. Yeah. Capricorns is just ruling things, man. Capricorn, nothing like a Capricorn woman. Capricorn. My mama tell you. Hey, man, them Capricorns. Now, I do love Capricorns. I'm going to give it up to them. They they, they, they almost as good as Sagittarius. <laughs> what? Not Y'all quite. ain't talking about nothing. Y'all ain't talking about the Virgos. Oh, my goodness gracious. You Virgos. You yeah. opinionated Virgos. <laughs> my baby girl, Virgo. I got a Virgo and a Libra. But no, what's up, Capricorn season? Happy birthday. And Somebody birthday, won't you type it down there in the comments? I'll make sure to shout them out for you. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, y'all. The Full Disclosure Show. Once again, I want to thank everybody that's been rocking with us, everybody that uh been supporting us, you know what I mean? Everybody that's been, you know, giving us feedback. It's, it's been all love, man. It's all appreciated because don't nobody have to do anything, you know what I mean? Don't nobody have to. <clears throat> Check us out, you know, we be sitting here with nobody, you know what I mean? You know, for y'all to take time out y'all busy schedule, whether you catch us live or whether you catch a, the playback, man, I, I, I really do, really, really, we speaking, we all appreciate it. And we're going to keep bringing the funk. We're going to keep, we want y'all guests, y'all want to come on here, hit us up, you know what I mean? And uh, we're going to keep trying to push this thing forward because I think it's important. Everybody got a voice, you know what yeah, I mean? And y'all yeah. just as much as the show, you know what I mean? When even, you know, without, without y'all, so. So thanks, thanks again, man. And uh, what's up, Easy O? And we're going to go ahead and get into the proceedings this evening. Sean West is in the building. Like what's up, Sean? And uh, as, as we all know, <laughs> you know, the United States was on the precipice of war. When uh, the U.S. Assass- uh, called and assassinated with Iranian Major General Qasim Soleimani, is that how you say it? Qasim Soleimani. And uh, as you know, it was a it was an overwhelming uh, reply of memes and jokes and everything, and it's just uh, uh, about what was going on. And then the, I- the Iranians they they retaliated right? They re- re- retaliated. They sent six. Missiles, was it six missiles to the, an American base? 13. Was it 13? 13. Yeah, and they, but they gave them, you know, they gave them warning and they, and they gave them, what, six hours to, to, yeah, yeah. to evacuate. They didn't want no smoke. <laughs> you don't want no smoke. But it's like, well, you know, and they, and they said, if they're, you know, so, of course, there were no casualties. <laughs> and, of course, they, you know, they said if there's no further retaliation for the United States, then... By guys be by guys, you know what I mean. So you push my shoulder, I push yours. If you don't push back, we all good. So I just wanted to, you know, it, it's just been an over, you know, the conversation's been overwhelming, and we are gonna get into that whole thing right about now. So uh, uh, we're gonna start with Miss Lisa, ladies first, ladies first, Lisa, Lisa. What was your thoughts on this just whole in general thing that went on here? Once again, I think. Um, it's a fucking sham. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't understand how did we go from impeachment 
to war. You know, this is just a ploy. So Obama, I know Obama, sorry, so Trump. <laughs> so Trump can, you know what I'm saying, take the smoke off of him and stop or slow down this daggone impeachment. So, you know, I just want to, I just don't understand why the hell is the military over in Iran fighting for our freedom? When the hell did our freedom get over there in Iran? This this whole shit is just is just crazy. So I just think that it's just nothing but Trump trying to shake the feathers to get this impeachment issue off of him and slow this down and take the smoke off of him because I haven't heard nothing about the impeachment. And when you're a president and you're going through the process of impeachment, isn't there some sort of law or some sort of, you know what I'm saying, some regulations to stop you from doing certain things when you're going through the process of being impeached, whether it be Trump or any other president? And if there's no laws or regulations, there need to be some. That's how I feel about it. Rich? I'm with you. What's up, Baba Pata? Lance Green Mitchell. So I'm with you, Lisa. Um, you know, this conflict it was done to distract from the impeachment of what was going on. Mm -hmm. It was the same thing. I, back in 2011, I shared a video in the full disclosure page that outlined Donald Trump saying that he was predicting that Obama, President Obama at the time, would go into Iran to deflect from his low poll numbers. Mm -hmm. Now, if you think back to... Uh, uh, Bill Clinton days when he was being impeached, he went ahead. He he lost a strike, so it's just history repeating itself. It is a diversion. You 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 want to start that? The thought process is that if a president starts a war during impeachment, mm -hmm. he's not going to be able to be impeached because mm -hmm. they're not going to be able to have the proceedings. The thing that Donald Trump did wrong and different from other people who have been in this position that have tried to deflect because this is all deflection. What he did was. He didn't consult with Congress. This is the second time that he didn't talk to Congress about a strike yeah. that he was doing. Which, whenever you're doing something as it relates to going to war, it has to be approved by Congress prior to it happening. Mm -hmm. That did not happen. He usurped them, and he, he jumped the gun once again. Then, I don't know if y'all were aware, they gave him like 10 choices on what to do. The last choice was to kill Suleiman because it was the most... Radical. They didn't think that he would choose that. But if you know this president, I was say, bad decisions <laughs> come with the territory. Well, let me see. What is the worst possible thing mm. I can do? And I know. Yeah, we're going, going to give you one through nine or ten. You don't want to do. Yeah, you don't really want to do that. Yeah. And they said they were surprised. Well, now you know what to do. If you want him to do something radical, you just put, uh, you know, go pet some kittens. Go do this. Uh, kill. Assassinate this. And then they caught him. Uh, they caught him at an airport. And they used a drone to do it. So he's not the first president to use a drone. As a matter of fact, uh, President Obama perfected that. He was the first president to allow a drone to kill a U.S. citizen, too. That's something we got to bring up. When that brother went around, he was killing the cops out in California. I don't know if oh, you remember yeah. that. So, um, you know, no, nobody, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, nobody doesn't have blood on their hands, but this whole thing is a smokescreen. Yeah. And a lot of times I get on people for not voting and not doing this stuff. I can see how this would sour someone in a political process. But remember, don't worry about who the president is. Worry about who's in Congress. Worry about who's in Senate. Worry about who's your judges. These are the people who write the laws that affect what you're doing. He can get up here and act as crazy as he wants to. And yeah, his words did cause a lot of strife and a lot of 
uh, racial hatred and people being bigots is more overt. But he didn't cause racism, but he, he uses that as his calling card. Uh, but it's more important that we effectively get people like Mitch McConnell out, who blocked everything President Obama did. Would have been a lot of stuff, a lot more stuff. It's 715 bills sitting on his desk right now that, that'll never see the light of day. You need to get people like him out, people like Lindsey Graham. I'm not saying that, you know, uh, it's all good on either side because I believe Democrats use people just as much as Republicans do. But we need to have term limits. We need to put people in that are reflective of us and not career politicians. I'm talking about Lisa for president. What the hell? I'll <laughs> do that. I'll do that. <laughs> I can run a lot better than Trump, I'll tell you that. Hey, and I don't really feel like, you know, Iran's not going to strike back. I think they just... Because they feel like all they got to do is just say, say, hey, you know, we'll let this go. And America's just going to put their guards down. And then right when we sleep and when well, we ain't ready. The, the thing is, man, this is good, really. This is good for both sides. Speaking from the, a power's perspective. Because people in power want to keep people in fear. You know what I mean? And fear is a big tool. 9-11, I was terrorism. That's mm-hmm. fear. So... When, when something like this happens, you know, Iran can use it to manipulate their people into saying, hey, this is this, this is that, whoop de whoop de woo And then, you know, people here get all, you know, caught in fear and start thinking, oh, this, this, and, and present, like he can use it for his benefit to, uh, to, to get people off the whole impeachment program to, to, to make him look like he's this hero, you know, he's trying to change the narrative. Yeah. This, you know, and this is people, you know, and it was, this dude was a sacrificial lamb. Yeah. I'm sure Iran probably, you know, was tired of him. You know, I'm like, all right, <laughs> you know, yeah. we'll give you this guy yeah. because we probably can't control him no more because he was a live wire. Yeah. You know, he was a bit of a lie even for them. Yeah. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if it was an under-the-table handshake. coordinated. Yeah. They're not coordinated. But see, don't, don't fail to realize that the fact that Russia, Iran, and China did military exercises on the same day together. Yeah. To show that they had some kind of uniformity. Now, two of those nations I know are struggling, which are Iran and, and Russia. Russia's struggling because it's his whole base, the whole base of Russia is, is oil. That's the largest export oil. And then I, I believe gas is the other one. So that's kind of weak to build your economic base upon. So you have to show your military might when you can. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, they just showed, it's a video going around where they showed the uh, Russian ship following the American ship 60 yards away from it. So these things are just plays on power. You know, um, I, I believe it was coordinated and it's not playing well because what the administration said, what Donald Trump's administration said is that there was an imminent threat yeah. from this guy. So people say, well, what was the imminent threat? Well, it could have been this, it could have been that. No, no, no. Imminent means it's about to happen. It's, yeah. it's about to go down. You know? right, right. When you tell people, uh, come with me in that same energy, I'm, I'm coming to see you, you know, yeah. it's about to go down. And it wasn't that. He thought that he could pass that uh, uh, over to the GOP. Even people in the Republican Party are like, man, I can't ride with you on this. Because the optics are horrible. Remember, he said he changed his position on Iraq when President Bush was in office. And he said, oh, I was one of the ones that say don't do it. Uh, a large part, too, just so you know, if you, if you, I ain't saying I don't know everything about uh, white nationalism. Their big thing is not to get involved in the Middle East. So when you start doing this, this doesn't, look, this doesn't play well to his base at all. Mm-hmm. 
in addition to that, you have a guy who was a draft dodging womanizer who never fought in combat, sending people kids to die mm-hmm. for for his little whims. It's just it's, just, it's just not a good thing, uh, especially when his kids will never be involved in that. Right. You know, and you mentioned the memes. I saw a soldier. He posted something saying, "Hey y'all, could y'all stop joking about this? This are lies." Mm-hmm. And and to that, I said, "You know what? I won't joke about it." But at the same token, you can't miss the irony of it all. The fact that this guy, eight, almost 12 years ago, now, now, 2011, said that this is what President Obama is going to do. Anything that he, he tends to say about people, he ends up he, doing, he end up doing mm-hmm. because he goes to his worst instincts. And this is a lesson to everybody. A lot of times when people judging y'all, they're not really judging you, they're judging themselves mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's what they would do. Mm-hmm. So you know this this dude is not 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 doing the right thing. Not, I, I don't I don't agree with that. I don't think Iran's going to do anything. I don't think Iran wants to smoke. No, they had to retaliate. That's what that whole thing was. They had to do something. It was a sham. And it, and you know it was a show. They was like, okay, we we'll retaliate. We'll do this. And if y'all don't say nothing back, we good. You know we'll let bygones be bygones. Yeah. That's it right right there. And you know like some of the memes. Let's speak on the memes. Like you know a lot of the ones I seen. Was, you know, I I don't know if I'm a soldier. Maybe I feel a certain way. But I seen a lot of them like, well, if I'm if I'm in the war, I'm gonna be doing this, or you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and some of them was kept, they were, you know, this is me over in the war. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I didn't funny. see nothing that were like making light of the soldiers and making light of people to do it live. <laughs> I mean, I didn't see anything like that. But that you know. <laughs> Was the one that said, "I just heard we we bombed Iran. We ain't do nothing. I was yeah. on my way home." Hey man, people, yeah, I saw that one. people was more than happy to tell him where President Trump yeah. is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> people was more than happy to point him out. Look, man, if you voted for him, you need y'all need to go first. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, people turn into Magellan. Yeah. Oh, there's have been there's a soldier that's already passed. Um, I, I'm not sure of his name. I seen on Facebook. And it's a uh, mucho. It's a black guy, and he's already passed. You know, died because of this war or really? whatever, whatever's going on down there. You know, so it is a little serious for some, I guess, because maybe we ain't soldiers. Our perspective is a little different, but at the same time, I can understand these people's feelings and their family, like. They gotta go over there to another country to fight for some bullshit. Because that's basically what it is. What it all boils down to is just some bullshit. And my heart and uh, positive energy does go out to their families. Yeah, and you know, like I had this, I had this conversation with a, with a guy. You know, people who are not as you know open minded, and when we talk about the wars, and you know, there's never been. A war for our freedom, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like all the, the, this narrative that we're fighting for our freedom is it, just smoke, you know, used to manipulate, you know, people to to actually going in and fighting. Especially when they stop with the, you know, they start with the the draft, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? The, to to get people to sign up and and they, you know what I mean? There's a there's a mind salmon going on, like a lot of that. Well, we're, you know, we're fighting for the interests of America is what you're fighting for. Mm-hmm. Really, you know what I mean? All intents and purposes, you know, so. Yeah, like that meme I put up earlier, 
You know, the war's never been about freedom. It's always been about G-O-D. Gold, oil, and good. drugs. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a very good. And that's, about, that, and that's, that's as, as accurate as, it, as you can get. Even the Civil War wasn't really about freedom. You know what I mean? It was about economics. Yeah. yeah. Economics. You tapped into the full disclosure show. Derek Lamont wins the first Dick Dashley, Rich Green, Lisa Lisa, little lady of the house. We're talking about the whole Iran American, um, whatever you want to call it. It really, really, you know what I mean? Dust the, yeah, the dust. 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 <laughs> yeah, it was a little, little scuffle, and um, and it's just like I, I think it was anything. It, it was a, it was a, it was a complete sham. It was obvious smokescreen. You know what I mean? It's like a six-year-old smoke screen. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> you know, you, you you couldn't miss. You can't miss it. You can't. You know what I mean, it's yeah. just it's, it's just like, obvious. Duh. Yeah. And, and when people talk about conspiracy theory, see, this is what a conspiracy is. A to B. It's, it's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. The only reason they consider conspiracy because people can't fathom, you know, what what happens a lot of times. They think what's being sold to them is always the truth, and we we know that what's being sold to us is almost never the truth. So you always got to look, you know, for the misdirection, for the rabbit in the hat. You know, as always, it's the oldest trick in the book. Yeah. <laughs> He's not even smart when he did it. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, what can I do to take the attention off? Yeah. But see, the thing is, he's he was very clumsy with it. It's just almost like you can't even pretend that you can't tell that this is what it is. Like, mm-hmm. At least when Bush and them were doing it, they lied very well. Dick Cheney, Dick Cheney, watch the movie Vice. If y'all ever really want to know, they don't talk about this movie a lot. That movie uncovers a lot of things. Watch the movie Vice. Came out, I think, in 2017, 2016. Excellent, excellent movie. It goes over all of this. Mm-hmm. And it talks about the smoke screens and how they do. Uh, that guy was evil. This guy's just not that. Smart. He's not that savvy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, you know, he, he's smart about the wrong things. He just any any of yo. If you look at yourself, we all have characteristics of Donald Trump in ourselves. If we're gonna be truthful, the things about that that he does when we transparent about something that we want, we act like him. That's why he is just easy for us as as, as black people to see through. Like we looking at the people that support him. My mother, <laughs> like. <laughs> What do you see? How, how, how is this guy even appealing to you? You know, what, what is it about him? There's nothing authentic about him. Right. He's, he's a very contrived person. And it's, it's just hard for me to, to rock with him on it. I didn't like him when he had... I When I first started uh, performing way back in the day, some of my first stuff was about Donald Trump. I, I, didn't, I didn't rock with Donald Trump back in the late 80s. I definitely ain't rocking with him now. It ain't got nothing to do with him being president now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's just not a good person. Well, even if it wasn't, and, and, I, and I said to, even if it wasn't Donald Trump per se, just say, you know, him being, I said it, you know, when he ran, I was like, he's a businessman, not a politician. Mm-hmm. That's whole, that's the whole different approach. You, you've been in your life, a whole your whole life as a businessman, you know, your bottom line is different, your approach is different, everything is different. And you go to politics, it's not even, a, it's not even a, a, you know, it's not even a, Businessman. I mean, I mean, but I'm saying this is what he, this is what he, he lived, this is where he lived. Mm-hmm. As far as the mindset of being a politician, 
you know, about being diplomatic, <laughs> about being, you know, I mean, there's right. things, you know what I mean? There's things you, you, you there's no finesse. You know, you have to finesse smart, people. You have to talk to people a certain be. way That's to be true. a politician, and it, it, it goes against everything he was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Before that, like, it's pretty deep. Yeah. Well, that's a great way to put that. Y'all tapped into the full disclosure show. Derek Lamont wins the first. Baba Ritz Green, Dick Dastley, Lisa, Lisa, the little lady in the house. If y'all didn't know, I was calling you Dick Dastley. Remember the old cartoons that was asking people, asking, what do you be calling him? Dick Dastley from the old animated, yeah. Yes, yes, we're going to move. So we're going to move right along here, Miss Lisa, Lisa, little lady in the house topic of discussion. So I want to discuss Akon. Y'all don't know who Akon is. Locked Akon, up. Right. That was a guy who he's a hip-hop artist. And back in, what, the early 2000s, that was one of his greatest hits. And then he had another song. Oh, he was he, he had a role. Yeah. He had a role for a minute. Yeah, Akon had a role. And I was a and fan he, of and Akon. He brought T-Pain into the game. Uh -huh. and, so, yeah, Akon had a nice little... Yeah, he did. And I was a big fan of his music. So now... Akon is building um, a city in Senegal, and it's called Akon City. So, and he wants to focus on making the money cryptocurrency and bringing renewable energy into his city. So he's already started, and he's got uh, building buildings on the way, and and they, they describe it as a real life Wakanda. So. It seems to be something that is is something that you know is different. I don't really know no singers, rappers, entertainers doing this or have done this. Maybe there have been. I just haven't read about them. But I think Akon may be the first. But um, he wants his money to be called Acoin. <laughs> hey, that's Brandon. That's yeah. Brandon right there. You know what I'm saying? So, and he's also vowing to bring energy to 600 million people in Africa. So, through his charity project, he has a, a charity project. It's called Akon Lighting Africa. And it has provided solar power throughout 18 countries to date. So Akon is doing big things, and I just want to bring recognition to it because we're talking about all these crazy things, war and everything. So I think it's nothing better, more fitting than to talk about building a city. And you know what I'm saying? He's doing this over here in Africa, and this is a beautiful thing. We got Tyler Perry built the studios. Mm -hmm. Now we got Akon building mm -hmm. the city. And... He's also trying to bring his own currency and his own energy to the city. Now, that, that's something big, you know, because now he's independent. You know what I'm saying? He's more real independent, and he ain't got to worry about, you know what I'm saying? Like, the money and he can, the money that he'll have, it'll be sustained by material. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. I just think, what do y'all think about this? The Gasly. What? Bravo, bravo. Akon is definitely leading the way. He's he's from the continent of Africa. He is a African by birth. Mm -hmm. And he is one, I don't know, I know this was floating around a minute, that he said, within five years, if you came to Africa, 
you can have a Fortune 500 company. And he wants to show people you can invest. Akon is the one who was the person who put the kind of the blueprint together. I believe it was like a, Boris Kojo and a few other stars start having this, this conference mm-hmm. in which they would bring all the luminaries, all the black superstars over, start investing in Africa. We need to we need to start following this lead and buying things in Africa. They're waiting on American yeah, they, they have, they they have the and start investing in the, in, in the continent. Go ahead. I'm sorry. They have that um, where Ghana is offering free citizenship. Free citizenship. Now, I don't know every single thing about that. I know Ghana is one. I believe Kenya has offered some citizenship to make it easy. I don't know all the details mm-hmm. of that, but I've heard good and bad, but I, I haven't researched mm-hmm. it. I would so like I to research know. it. I and haven't researched that. Because it's something that. It seems something that I would want to do. And I don't want to just do it just because mm. everybody doing it, just because it's black. You know, they say, I want to research and make it sure, you know, mm. something that, okay. But it does, from the surface, it does seem something positive. It does seem something that we can do. I think the three of us have this platform. I think we can start a trend. Mm-hmm. We can start a movement by going over there, getting our African, our African citizenship over there and... You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Showing our people like, look, go see for yourself. Stop believing what these people on TV is saying. Stop believing what you see on Facebook or on the internet. Yeah. Go for yourself. What more better uh, to learn something, to go see it and do it for yourself. I agree with you. What The, the other thing is, like I said, he's opening that door. Uh, 600 million people have power now. The mm-hmm. solar power company. Now he's going to have his own city, you know. I, I saw Akon, I'm thinking of Akron, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And it's crazy because if you really think about the etymology or the, the origin of Akron and how Akron was really built, Akron was the rubber city. So if you go back to Africa and then you think of King Leopold the Eighth, that bastard, right? Mm-hmm. The butcher of the Congo, went over and industrialized that portion of Africa. All the rubber that was made in Akron came from the trees that were coming from that portion in Africa, right? Mm-hmm. So it built the economy of Akron. So just just seeing how this thing can come full circle, mm-hmm. you know, I would like for Akon to build something without having to maim and kill because he was known to cut the hands off. Leopold they had to cut the hands off and maim these people. Uh, the Butcher of the Congo is what he was called. So it would just, it would do our ancestors justice to see us come back and get it because I'll tell you what, you have certain countries in Africa selling out to China right now. China's spending billions inside of Africa. And yeah. South Africa now, they're considered Chinese native yeah. Africans. And it's just, it's just crazy. Like you you mm-hmm. buying your citizenship. What well, they're offering it to us. Well, let's wake up because guess what? If we can't get a foothold here, we can get it there. And I know that my, my little cousin, what's up, Lili? She's she, she going to be coming on. She spent some time out in Ghana this year. One dollar here is thirty three there. So you bought them up. You know what I'm saying? So let's take that and start buying houses, investing in real estate. Let's follow Akon's move. You know what I mean? Hey Olary, I just heard about your sage and stuff. I gotta be burning some sage, go to your page and get some of that stuff. And see that's why that we talked about pan Africanism, you know what I mean? That's why that's what that's so important. Because mm-hmm. I think we need to tap in, we have to tap into the resources and the things that's going on over there. And crazy not to. Yeah, exactly. And I you know, first off, I, I think it is big that when somebody does something positive, somebody's doing something that we do bring light to it because people are so quick to yeah, 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 everything negative, you know, and right. I've seen this you know, this stuff like this just kinda gets 
rest along the wayside. You know what I mean? So, you know, like with LeBron and, and Jalen Rose with the schools, and you you mentioned um, who was that you just mentioned? Uh, uh, well, the late great Nipsey Hussle with everything that he was doing in oh, the yeah, they oh, still yeah. continue the marathon thing that's going on, like you know, giving back to the community, and and and, and it, it can only just be a time like we as individuals can give back to our communities, you know what I mean? And that's basically what Akon is doing in a big way. So yeah, that's big up to Akon. It's crazy, man. Just off, just sidetrack real quick. Just, I remember how growing up, you know, even in my thoughts, how when you used to think of Africa, you know, from the Bugs Bunny cartoons <laughs> to what they teach you in school, <laughs> you know what I mean? The negative kind of, and, and then I remember when I started becoming enlightened and I started reading books and I started learning and how my whole mind frame, it just reminded me, changed about Africa, becoming a place where I always wanted to go and, and, and visit, and you know what I mean? And to get citizenship and to go there and be able to tap in and buy some land and yeah. you know, do that type no, of thing. That's, some, that's, that's yeah. what's up. That's something that's I want to do. That's something I've, I've been wanting to what's do up, for hey, quite some time. Say that. My man Baba Pata, he's uh, part of a group. They buy farmland, coffee. You know, a lot of coffee's made in Africa. He's he's bought plots of land where he's doing that, and they help him cultivate that. That's giving pe people their jobs, and it's creating income for the people here because once they bring the coffee here, the whole nine. This is good. Let's start taking advantage of the natural resource, the natural resources that are there. And making sure that it don't not only benefits our pockets, but it benefits the people that live there. You know, a lot of conflict is going on. Somebody was just telling me that they watch a, a movie called The Machine Gun Preacher or something like that. Mm -hmm. and, it had, and I haven't seen it, but it had a lot to do with what's going on over there in the conflict and the fact that why do they treat people, why are they treating their own people so bad? But sometimes you view yourself how people view you. So if you view me as nothing, and then I have people who are weaker than me, I'm going to view them lesser than me. We need to get away from that mentality. We need to do this with love. Like you said, let's reach back. I understand the movement that we have here. You know, with Adolf, mm -hmm. you did a great job with that last week. But let's not lose the sight of the Pan-Africanism. Exactly. You need a cultural base in which to derive from. You know, uh, no matter where you pick in this world, your etymology, your lineage, it could be from there because you're the first here. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about this as an economic war. If you think it's a religious war, if you think it's a racial war, it, it goes back to economics. One plus one is two. If you don't have any money, you don't have any strength, you don't have any power in this world. That's it. So Akon is doing a great blueprint. We got some We got some um, comments here. Yeah, I think that's how just popped up. Yeah. Uh, Bob Batai said the Ledge Group on a Facebook is a land economic development group. That's the one we're talking about where you can buy plots of land in Africa. Rosanna A. Staples, Olary McGurl said, I'm not convinced that all melanated people are from Africa. We were everywhere before Europeans dominated. I know for a fact that not all of my ancestors originated from various regions. And I'm very careful that I do not want to lose claim on this land uh, of what, what was stolen from us called America. I am open to dual citizenship. And I agree with you. That's, that's why... I, a lot of times I always say, <laughs> you throw a dart at, at, at the globe, and guess what? That's where you're from, because we're the oldest living people on the planet. Our lineage goes back that far. So I agree with you, Olri. I mean, I, I think, you know, we get caught up in identity, mm -hmm. politics, and, oh, I'm here, I'm here, I'm there, or as far as the religious aspect, I believe this, this, and this. Y'all, it's about money. And what I'm saying, when I say Pan-Africanism, I mean, let's pick a land, 
let's help enrich that land so we have a safe base. You know, when you play a freeze tag and you had that safe base and yeah. you put your foot on, nobody could touch you. Mm-hmm. That's what we need as a people. Why not make it Africa? It's the largest continent on the planet. Might as well have the dopest thing. It got the most minerals in it. Right. You know, you can drop a seed if it's good if it's good water in there, it's gonna grow. Let, let's do it. Let's not corrupt our land. Let's do it. Yes indeed, yes indeed. Y'all tapped in to the full disclosure show. Take them out when's the first. Baba Rich Green, Dick Dashley, and Lisa Lisa, the little lady of the house, discussing my man Akon and the city of Akon in Africa and all the things that he's doing over there. And in general, you know, what we can do individually, what, you know. And you talk you talk about all the time, like, expecting uh, celebrities to do X, Y, and Z. You know, and, and, and I agree with you at, to a point, but it seems like, I mean, you can't make, you can't expect anything from anybody. You know what I mean? But the ones that do, you know, me personally, I think it's your duty. That's my personal opinion. You know what I mean? So, you know. Whenever you get to a certain level, you should give back something. You know what I mean? I, that's just how I would uh, uh, garner my my approach. Now, I can't expect anybody else. I'm going to get mad because such and such won't do this or such and such won't do that. We shouldn't expect that. But to the ones who do, big ups, man. You know, that's all I can say. And, and you know, supporting people. We don't even, a lot of times, we don't even support the, the, the uh, celebrities that are doing something. We'd rather jump on the ones that's... Right. That's out there acting a the fool and showing the ass. That's and perpetuating the negative. Right, right, exactly. Stereotypes. You know, yeah, we'd be all on them, but then the ones that are holding it down. I saw uh, it was a me. It was a picture saying, "Make sure you support uh, David Banner and Killer Mike now, like you doing Nipsey with him going. You know, these mm-hmm. are guys that's out here." You know, doing it, you know what I'm saying, whatever. And then something happened to him, all of a sudden, oh, oh, we, we was riding with you in the beginning. Oh, we, yeah, and you, you know what I mean? So make sure we support yeah, yeah, yeah. your boy Killer Mike, man, and my man David Banner out there pushing, doing yeah. their thing. You know, I'll be checking out the David Banner podcast. It's, it's live and direct. They definitely make moves too. David Banner, Mike, Killer Mike. Yeah. You know, but, you know, that, that perpetuation, like, a lot of times I, I hear this, and I don't mean to change the narrative of the conversation. There's no good music out there. That's because you ain't paying for it. So if you ain't paying for it, they're going to give you whatever you listen to. Download title. Buy title. Pay for it. There's some great musicians out here. But and I'm, I'm going to give you a little pushback, D. You know how I feel about us looking to superstars to save us. You, we, we the visionaries. The people on the ground are the visionaries. You build it. You build a business plan. You say, hey, this is what I need to invest. They want to put equity somewhere. Because just like you're looking at them now, like you need to do this, this, and this. If they became broke, you'd be laughing at them tomorrow. That's just how the world is. You know, I was talking to y'all earlier about people said uh, the Jeffersons was on. Oh, well, George Jefferson selling out because he got a black maid. Then you had good times to show people in the projects. Oh, why are you showing us in the projects? Then you had the Cosby show. Oh, Doc and Laura, so now you got to be so rich. Then you had Empire. Oh, why he got to be so thugged out? Then you had Power. Well, he's selling drugs. What the hell do y'all want? Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Come on. Stop complaining about it. It's entertainment. These people are here to entertain you. You build. You go. You get the money from them. I ain't wait, wait, you, 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 you really didn't push back because that's kind of like exactly what I said. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, you know, people expect these things celebrities. And, you know, Man. there's not their job to do anything. But to the ones that do... We need to celebrate them. We need to celebrate them. We need to support them. 
You know what I'm saying? And not and support the ones that's out there twerking for money. And it's all about the money. Trezana Sable said, yes, it's all about the money. All about the money and yep. every damn thing funny. Got to have a car in this land of milk and honey. But you uh, know, but you know, it shouldn't be that way. Mm. It shouldn't be that way, but you know what I mean? Because you know, it's the world of reality though. That's what it I is. mean, but you know, but that's like saying everybody has a price. You know what I mean? Like you can be bought. What's your price to sell your soul, so to speak? You know what I mean? Like so, you know, does everybody have? What's the price for, for you to sell your soul? You know, for you to be like, mammy. Oh, let me carry <laughs> on. Y'all tapped in too deep for disclosure show. Derek Lamont wins the first. Bobby Rich Green, Dick Dashley, and Lisa Lee's little, little Lady of the House is like a tongue twister right there. Give us your comments, man. We'd like to hear your opinion. Keep texting us. 330-578-4230. We were talking about the whole uh, Donald Trump and Iran thing. Right now, we was talking about the Akon building the city in Africa and Senegal, right? The cut Senegal? Yeah. And uh, we're going to go ahead and slide into... Uh, the the uh, social media post of the week, but if y'all still have comments on the mother too, you know, type them in the comment section or, or and give us a call. Hey man, I don't like how you said that. You gonna slide in? Slide, slide right in. Slide. All right, well this comes right out of the page. You know what I was doing this week? I was just looking on interesting stuff. We have a lot of people that are friends, group members, a whole nine that share a lot of great content. So I can't share everything, but this week. Something caught my eye. Well, two things caught my eye, but I, I ended up and I decided to go with this one. It's about uh, an article that was shared by Serena. And uh, in this article, it was talking about Cleveland being the worst large city in America for black women, according to a new study. So I'm just going to read this real quick, and, uh, and then we'll start talking about it. Cleveland is the worst large city in America for black women's livability. That's the striking but not entirely unsurprising conclusion reached by the City Lab with comparing income. Talk about income, y'all. Educational health outcomes for black women. Talk about health in American cities, 42, in which at least 100,000 black women live. So 100,000, that's, that's, that's the, the thing we're looking at. That's the benchmark. Specifically, Cleveland ranked dead last for educational outcomes for black women and second to last for income and health outcomes for black women. Rounding out the bottom of the pile were mostly Midwestern cities, alongside Pittsburgh, which shares many broad characteristics with the Midwest. An Economic Policy Institute report cited by the City Lab laid out the overarching causes for the Midwest's abysmal performance for black women. All right, so I'm going to go into this article and I'll share it right here in the thing, too. I just want to kind of set the mm -hmm. tone. Uh, we trace the origins of racial inequality in the Midwest to the deep imprint of racial segregation which concentrated the regions, African-American populations, and relatively few urban counties, and then erected a forbidding architecture of residential segregation within those suburban, I'm sorry, urban settings. In turn, the historical arc of the economic opportunity saw African-Americans flock to the new opportunities and the industrialization of the Midwest in the middle years of the last century, and then disproportionately hit and then de-industrialization that followed. So you had the building of the industrial age, and then you had the deconstruction of it because the computer age came next. So you didn't need 
it was more automated, so you didn't eat people. So what happened after that? So that that's a familiar reframe from anyone who's read up on the topic. Specifically, can the customers a ghetto take shape? Black Cleveland, eighteen seventy to nineteen thirty. In that essential book, Kuzmer details how African Americans went from vibrant from a vibrant part of Cleveland city life in the eighteen hundreds to a segregated, forgotten population, citing primary accounts and newspaper coverage. The historian documents how Cleveland was once a place of equality and abolitionist spirit in the years before the Civil War. By the Industrial Revolution, however, Cleveland's new waves of European immigrants set in motion a scramble of political power, sidelining Black Clevelanders in the process. The book's heartbreaking conclusion argues this fall from equality to segregation is what ultimately doomed the city. Uh, I, I can go on a little bit more, uh, but some of the article, basically what it does is it kind of details that. So now let's kind of put that in a, in a good frame and then something we can take from and then have a good discussion about. If you're looking at black women in America, this American in general, black women are the most educated demographic. That wouldn't change from Cleveland or anything, anything else. So with that being said, you have a higher level of education. Black women make 67 cents on the dollar to their white male counterparts. Black women head up 70% of the new households that are black head of households. So 30% black male, 70% black women. So black women need to make as much money as their white counterparts because they have the same responsibilities and duties as their white counterparts. It used to be said that they don't pay women as much as men because men have to take care of the kids, the wife, the whole nine. But black women have been in that situation where they're taking care of everything just like they were saying white men do. And black men do it too. Don't get me wrong. I mean, all right. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is this. You need to make that money. You have the education. You have the pedigree. You have all the dot, dot, dots. That sister need to make that money. And then I'm, I'm going to close with this. A lot of times you see these women, and the justification is this, but they have social programs. Not if you make too much money. Well, what about child support? Well, if she's educated, she's probably making three times what her baby daddy making. So the $50 a month he doing ain't doing nothing but pissing you off when you get that check. He talking about he taking care of his baby, but he you getting $600 a year. <laughs> that ain't taking care of nothing. Now, for 30 cents a day in Africa, you can take care of a child pretty well with that, but they ain't doing it in Cleveland. That's just neither here nor there. Getting back to the thing. Black women, most educated women, 67 cents on the dollar, and you have a, a, a place like Cleveland. I want to know what your thoughts is, Lisa, based on some of the discussion that we had thus far. Um, I didn't realize that Cleveland would was considered to be the worst place for a black woman. Um, I think maybe this article maybe may have a little bit of um, geographical bias to it. Uh, I think you can be a black woman and live in worse places in America. And your the economic status can be worse in other places in America. And as well as your health um, care can be worse. I'm not buying it. I need some more study. I need some more facts. I'm just not well, buying it. Well, you know, it. numbers, numbers don't, I always say all the time, numbers don't lie, but they don't always tell the whole story. Mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, when I see studies like that, it, it just, you know, I, it just 
it leads you to a, a like you said a discussion a further discussion of you know what I mean well what you know you is it is it the actual is it the demographic of Cleveland or is it something about you know what I mean as far as upward mobility I think this is what what is what the what the saying like as far as a, a woman a black woman's upward mobility probably um probably as far as uh well, bit as not business wise, but as far as uh, up the up the ladder of uh, the chain of like CEO business, you know, being head of businesses, maybe jobs and things like that. Mm-hmm. But as far as like you know, we we had a we had a time now where it's all about entre, entre, entrepreneurship. I'm still not buying it. You know what I mean? Cleveland, is, Cleveland. I don't live in Cleveland, but you know, maybe I may be uneducated on this situation, but I feel like Cleveland is a city where it's geared towards the African-American community. Cities like Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, I, mean, I don't know. Don't, we, we, don't wanna, <laughs> well, don't, we don't, don't get caught in the statistics as far as Cleveland, but the further discussion of, the bigger discussion of black women are being paid more and having to do more, you know what I mean, and having more on their shoulders and and having more opportunity than a lot of black men and even, you know, white women. Well, I'm going to say this. I mean, you know, I'm going to give you pushback on that. Um, Cleveland, I want to get your statement correct. You said that you don't see Cleveland like that. You see Cleveland as what? I see Cleveland more like it's more black businesses, more black things in Cleveland. Maybe I'm just looking at it as in my city, more of my oh, city. Okay, okay, now I see what you're talking about. Okay, so here what we're talking about, we're just talking about opportunities based on legacy stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, entrepreneurship, the whole nine, I do see a lot of that. You know, you know, even when you guys are vegan stuff, you come up and it's, it's these things that it's a, it's a feel good, especially when you compare it to a city like Kent. Now, remember, this was done with people with 100,000 people in it. Mm. So you got to start there. So if you take it, it's a large test area. But this is just a microcosm. If they're saying black women, imagine what it is for black men. We're making 67 cents on the dollar too. This was year, it was, and I'm glad that you were able to kind of step that out. There was a biasness to it because it was saying women. Kind of like, oh yeah, I want you. The, the author obviously had an agenda in it. Mm-hmm. Whenever you read something, you can always hear what the author says, but does not make it any less true. In America, in the United States, a black man with a four-year degree makes the same amount of money as a white man with a high school diploma. It shouldn't be like that. Because how we were told is if you go to school, you get good grades, you get a college degree, you get what? A good job, right? You have a good life. It's not the same for a black man. So if a black man is having that problem, don't you think that it's going to be extrapolated into the black woman? Now, you're... Black women are exceeding black men as far as education goes. So the disparity in income is going to happen at that as well. But if there's a disparity in income from black women and black men, what is this disparity of income from white men and black men? Mm-hmm. How can I be the head of the household when, I, when I'm sitting there and you, you, you out earning me? It, that's an argument waiting to happen. Yeah. You know, get your ass up and go to work. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's what that's happening. So I do understand what you're saying in, in that aspect, but this is just, this is, once again, it's a microcosm, it's, it's a further thing. We always talk about the symptoms and not the root cause. And here's what I like. 
it did attach a, a an article that I I put in here, what talks about racial inequality and then moving to the Midwest. Let me just go with this one trouble history. This is a study done by the University of Iowa, and I'm just going to give you this quick synopsis. We trace the origins of racial inequality in the Midwest to the deep imprint of racial segregation, which concentrated the region's African-Americans population in relatively few urban counties, and then erected a forbidding architecture of residential segregation within those urban settings. In turn, the historic arc of economic opportunity saw African-Americans flock to the new opportunities in the industrializing Midwest in the middle years of the last century, and then disproportionately hit by the de-industrialization industrialization that followed. So once again, once the, res, uh, the Industrial Revolution ended, we lost a lot of things. All the factories and all the factories and stuff. Uh, Cleveland is pretty much a service industry. It, it really is. The Rust Belt, that's why it's called yeah, the Rust Belt. It's pretty much a service industry. It's like, you know, pretty much the restaurants and stuff like that, you know, but like as far as the the, the, yeah, the industry, the factories, the car, all that stuff is all dried up. We have some comments. Trezana Sepul said, I have a master's in environmental law and policy. A white knee dominated profit. Before, white man. I think she meant white, white man, man dominated before profit. I had the, before I had my stroke, I had to prove myself 200% more than anyone I've ever worked with. White men dominated and white women were jealous in every place, especially when I lived in Cleveland. You know, Cleveland is a crab in a barrel mentality place too. You know, y'all look at little small cities, we still have that type of mentality, not everybody. So let me not just paint a broad brush, but competition is always gonna breed some sort of other competition. So we have to be careful with that. What we need to do is what you were saying, have more black businesses started, work together. Uh, Shazana went on to say, excuse the typo. So she was saying, um, black, black men. So white men. I think that it's, it's prevailing. It's bigger than just black women. But I think the article details things pretty well in the fact that it uses uh, statistics to support it. Don't forget that after slavery, you had years of Jim Crow's. You had years of uh, redlining that went on with banks. You still have disproportionate practices when it comes to lending. You know, I have friends within high levels of the bank who says, you got two people with the exactly same resume, exact same lending things, and people still have a say-so whether or not they get the loan. Who you think getting the loan more? It's people that look like them, right? right? Now, whether that's racism or just you being biased, I don't know. Sometimes we're all prejudiced, but we have to swing that pendulum the other way. And don't forget, when we had thriving cities, you had the Rosewoods, you had a Black Wall Street in Tulsa. You also had a lot of small other individual cities that were doing well. When they built the highway system for America, they purposely built it so it, it, it bypassed those places, so those places became bankrupt. And if you don't know the history of America, then you, you'd think that we were just cursed or God must have something against black folks. Why why don't you have money? It, it, it's, it's systematic. It's systemic. Mm -hmm. It's systemic. This is just a small little microcosm of it, but it's a bigger thing. But now that we know that, what are we going to do to fight against it? We can sit here and we can continue to be victims or we can say we're going to take a hold and we're going to make some moves. I say we make some moves. I, I mean, well, it, it seems like it seems like moves are being made. Like You're saying the sisters are doing the damn thing. You know what I mean? It's like, so there, I mean, this, this is not, this doesn't have to be a negative. You have to find your way to finagle. Like I just said, you know, the, the 
get in front of the, the industry is constantly changing. Like it's it's going it's going from it's the it's not going it then came to finding the job to creating the job. So now it's about creating the job or creating a business or creating, you know, what it is you want. And it's it's making with the internet and social media, you everybody is mobile. You so you mobile so you can move from city to city, you know what I mean? You can move from place to place and still be in the same, it's just like, it's just catching the wave and, and understanding, but you know, it, it doesn't have to be a negative thing. And like this whole, people's attitudes about, you know, I was just watching a video, I want to change the subject, not change it, but a video with K. Michelle, and they were talking about, uh, you know, because she pays the bills that, you know, her love is, you know, you have to love me a different way because I pay all the bills. Like, you know, this whole head of household, you know, I think a lot of people looking at it from a wrong purview, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, Just yeah, because sir. a woman makes, and you know, fellas, you, you got to get out of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If she, so what if she make more than you? You know what I mean? That don't make you not the head of household, and a woman has to understand that too. You know what I mean? We, you know that got whole yeah. Dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got your three hundred yeah, million, yeah, and we got my seven. I would put it together, but I was, but you know that don't make me less than a man. Yeah. And a woman, you shouldn't treat your man less than a man because you make more than him. Yeah. You know, and usually, unless a guy's us insecure, a woman won't do that. Like you know what I mean? Just stand your ground. Like okay, if if you if you she's confident in what you're doing. Whether you make more or not, you know what I mean? She's going to be down to follow you or, you know, roll with what you're talking about. Well, Lisa made a good point, too, in the entrepreneurship in, inside of Cleveland. The thing is, we used to think that, you know, you went to school, you, you got an education, you got a good job. That meant something. Okay, let's say you get to IBM. You make $250,000 a year, which is a, a high earner thing. What happens when you die? Do your kids inherit your job? See, we got to stop thinking progress as being able to work for somebody else. Progress is being able to take that education and make that education work for you. Right. Well, you know, so it's crazy, you man. Head, you know, man. it's crazy because I went to Brian Stratton, like, you know, business school. And, you know, what? it's funny because what they teach, they teach you how to run somebody else's business. Yeah, you can't be a <laughs> They don't teach you, you how boss. to start a business. You I know what I mean? The whole time you're there, it's like, you know, they teaching you how to count somebody. I mean, you can use those skills for your own, but they're right. teaching you. How to run somebody else's business. Yeah. 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 You were saying something, Lisa. Oh, the best line I ever heard was Jay-Z, you can't be a boss when you have a boss. No, and you true. hear, you see these women, they get their little tattoos, mm. they get their little pins or whatever, and they say boss, all the while you got to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. So how are you a boss and you're working for somebody? Well, I think that, I agree with you, but I think the mentality is right because you start to see an awakening happening. People starting restaurants right at the house, baking their cookies, doing hair. We got to take it back to where we 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 were doing stuff for ourselves, and it wasn't it wasn't looked bad upon. If you went over uh, Jesse house to go get your hair done, because Jesse grandmama the one to do everybody mm -hmm. here. Now it's like, oh, you going? Oh, you ain't going to the shop? No, we got to get out of that. Yeah. We had a certain way that we did things that we have to get back to. Mm -hmm. You know, we start looking upon. Like just like just like, just like when, when you know what it was a switch when hip hop when all the artists was no all wearing Carl Kanai and cross colors cross and colors. and Fubu and then all of a sudden everything went on. Gucci and yeah. Fendi and probably like Prada and like what happened to the rocker world what happened to the you know we what happened to us. 
promoting our own stuff, and then all of a sudden it went back to probably Gucci and and Gabbana and making money for them and none for us. So yeah, mm -hmm. I'm telling you, you got like Trezana Staples, like like you said, her natural products, and she put a link in there. We need to do that. Remember, Fowler Fashion. She's been around forever. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Why not go get a suit from that? Dapper Dan. You know, why? we need to support, learn how to support ourselves. We'll never be totally independent from needing things from other people, so it's not a threat. We just want to start empowering our own people. Yeah. The whole thing is, you know what? People don't commit crimes if they fool. Crimes mm -hmm. get committed on empty stomachs. Yep. You know, so we, we learn how to how to swing that pendulum. But I'm going to shout out black women once again. A black woman raised me. A black woman made me. My sisters, I got four sisters. They poured a lot of love into me. Anything good about me came from the black women in my life. I couldn't I couldn't imagine my life without women. You know, I love women. I, I worship women. I, I don't care how you feel, what you think. Even when y'all ain't stepping the right way y'all supposed to. I try to raise my daughters as queens. I let them know you can touch a man and tell him he ain't nothing. He going to believe you. But you can touch that same man and say you can run through that wall and he will. I'm trying to raise the latter more than the former. And that's the key. Mm -hmm. That's the key. And you know what? I tell you, the pendulum is swinging quick if women close their legs and brothers went doing right. Clank, clank. You clank, clank. I, I swear. Clank, clank. You going to see pants coming up. Yeah. <laughs> you going to see brothers having pants. Clank, clank. Oh, no. <laughs> That's what's up, y'all. Shut it down. We want to thank everybody, man, for the support. What's up, Marcus? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Got to support each other, man. Thanks for the support. Again, Trezana Staples. You know, we're going to order some of that Florida water, some of that sage. You know, I got that Florida yeah. water. Yeah. You still have to serve your customer base. That is so true. Don't abuse your customer base, y'all. Yes, Maybe. indeed. Yes, no, indeed. No, no doubt. No doubt. We got to shout everybody out, man. That's all. Just thank for the love. I was a little, I'm overwhelmed today, man, just by the love that we've been shown by, the, you know, by y'all. And uh, I appreciate it. We're going to keep pushing this thing forward. I feel real good about 2020. You know what I'm saying? We're going to try to blow this thing up. So uh, tell the people you love them. You love them because tomorrow ain't promised. And, uh, man, it's all love all day. Uh, from you know, Daryl, my wins the first. You know what I mean? What's up, y'all? Stay royal. Hey, hey, I gotta say this, man. Say this I'm, I'm my man. Spin Y'all gotta support my man. You know what I'm saying? Coming to the stage, baby. You know we gonna do we gonna do our world tour. It be probably ain't gonna be 2020. It probably be 2022, 2021, 2022. Oh, no, man, it's going but, down. Hey, but we bring it, man. Y'all come support your boy D. I ain't, we ain't gonna even talk about it right now. You gonna start seeing him doing some things. That's my man right there. That's my little brother. Love man, him. Man, we all, it, you know, it's, it's all love, man. We support each other. Baby. All royalty, y'all know. Y'all see the beautiful frame right. that my mom had. She was, she didn't want to go on camera, man. It was just, yeah, she was, yeah, yeah she, but she was, she was, she was throwing away. Hey, she stared at it for like two hours. Marcus Johnson said something deep. Can't be scared to spend money with your own. Country. Right, right, I think right. That there's a pervasive thing that happens sometimes in certain demographics of us because we're not monolithic. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So I won't say we all think alike, but I was told a long time ago, don't park your Cadillac outside your grocery store. Because people don't want to see you being successful. It's something that hurt us, but we okay with the Z twenty eight up in that mud. Yeah. Preacher man, like yeah. Preacher, preacher, Reverend Neckbone come up there. <laughs> there, there. Yeah, Marcus Johnson yeah, is. Marcus Johnson is one of my our biggest supporters. Yeah, I give him. I, I love him, brother. I appreciate it. Thanks for the love, man. All love, all day. Peace. Peace.